For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hi, this is Gus Sarola from Rooster Teeth Productions, creative Red vs. Blue, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Gathered our first party and we're venturing forth. We're live from the Geek Show with six whole people. It's the Nemacon special. Welcome, everybody. Woo-hoo. Yes, welcome. We have James and uh, two people who I recognise but I can't remember the names of. Sorry. Uh, I'm Dave. I was running the game section at Nemacon. And I'm Sam. I'm the cosplay manager for last year. And Jay uh, is sitting in the background. We're not going to ask her any questions because she's just here to observe. She's here to make sure I don't make a mess of things. And to raise the overall prettiness level and expenses are you dresses. Say, are you saying James ain't pretty? <laughs> Hell no, I'm not pretty. <laughs> I think overall level. Plus More to get... the point, though, are you saying that Sam isn't pretty? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it may also be that we get the set bonus for having the four of you in. The, so. the, the, <laughs> you know, the claws are getting out early today, aren't they? <laughs> unintentional. Oh, but uh, yes. Just wait till Harry gets going, then you'll understand what unintentional actually is. <laughs> Oh, God. But, yeah, hosting today is myself, Harry, and our present anime reviewer, Rob. Yes. Uh, Phil is coming, but he's Not out of town reviewer, currently. Not reviewer, get it right. 
sorry, what critic? What yes. Is... I've been upgraded. I even have like the rocket boots and stuff. Is it upgraded in bitterness or professionality? That's what I've always Both. thought critic was. Both. <laughs> is that how you upgrade? Yeah. You know, it's like an RPG. What no. bitterness hits level ten? No, we just break into people's houses and run, run through their cupboards, <laughs> looking for stuff. So that's how you got all your DVDs. I live in South Bank. What do you expect? <laughs> anyway, Fair moving, enough, on. moving on. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> people who will not spread the word that we've stolen. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about Nemocon, which was last week. It was Nemocon three. Yes. Yes. Yeah, getting bigger and better all the time. Greg S is there this time as well, but pretty good for guess wise. He was. Uh, we were very lucky after. to get him, thanks mm-hmm. to one of our team who is friends with a guy called Casey, um, who works for Rockstar, mm-hmm. which is why we got some lovely Rockstar merch to give away as prizes this year as well. Oh, awesome. Wicked. And you do have an announcement for us, but we'll get to that in a bit. Just How are you guys doing anyway? How are you recovering after all of your exploits at Nemocon? Uh, not bad. Me and Sam have basically spent all week... Me and Sam have basically spent all week in a blanket fort playing games. Been great. Yep, I've uh, been replaying uh, Final Fantasy 7 and 8. Nice. At the same time? At the same time. He's doing 7, I'm doing 8. I was going to say, that's impressive for one person to do both <laughs> at the same time. There's like a controller in each hand. <laughs> and uh, Georgina very kindly bought me a copy of Skyrim to sit and recover on. So oh, nice. I, I am now level 24, having started yesterday. Yeah, it I'm, does that to you. <laughs> I finally got around to playing Dragon Age, and I, I have one question about these modern games. They they really had taken a leaf out of like the Japanese dating sims. As, I mean, yes. Dragon Age, Big yeah. time. you know, giving gifts to people. I'm like, how did I end up in a relationship with these two characters? <laughs> I I don't know how, but I'm two timing two of the ca- two of the characters in Dragon Age without even knowing that I'm two timing. <laughs> when Sam first played it, her first objective was to try and date Morrigan. Yeah, um, it, it basically became not actually playing the game, more just trying to get Morrigan into bed. See, I didn't even know you could, you could do stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, it's what? a little bit uh, inappropriate. You know, I've got like characters saying, oh, I love you. Like, since when? When did that happen? <laughs> See, what, thought... what happened to the traditional, I have a party, I'm going to go run and kill monsters. You know, we go to camp, we spread the loot, and that's it. See, I feel bad now because I've, I, the first character I played Skyrim with, I made a point of marrying a character called Ayla the Huntress. And I didn't do that just to get her in bed. I did it because she, it's apparently one of the ways of getting a unique set of armor. I, do <laughs> I feel like I'm see, missing something out here. See, I, I was about to ask you what you thought of your virtual wife. Sorry, <laughs> right, she's got one too. It's fine. <laughs> this is the other reason she bought Skyrim, because uh, Georgina's quite a fan as well. Which is why, if we're honest, we were a little bit sneaky during the Nemecon after party on Saturday and made very good use of the giant screen downstairs and the PlayStation 3. <laughs> if you've got it, use it, definitely. Believe me, Alduin looks completely different when he's filling your face. <laughs> Uh, have you been we'll taking that. lessons from Harry? <laughs> we'll leave that one in the air for a moment. But uh, Before we regale you with Tales of Nemecon, which some of you may have seen on yes. YouTube, some of you may have been there. Been we do have news. Yep, we we do. don't have a fill for a news jingle. He is running late, but we do have news. Um, our first article, all of you Facebook users, I am no longer a Facebook user and I'm happy about this. Um, I've stopped using Facebook because I don't agree with their policies. And this is a prime example why. You know when you register with Facebook, you put in your own email address and 
you know, that's what shows on your profile and stuff like that. Well, Facebook have changed all of your email addresses to end in at facebook.com without telling anybody. Well, wow. Now, you can change this back to your original one, but it just goes to show that Facebook is very underhanded in the way they do things. So I have stopped using them. If you want to get in touch with me, Google+. Plus. Oh, well, I guess you can't go on the Nemocom <laughs> forum then. Which we had to change to a Facebook forum because it was a lot friendlier. And we don't get spam porn bots and all sorts of things attacking us constantly with a rate of about 500 accounts a day to shut down. How does it include, terrible. How does including Facebook reduce your amount of spam? That's because well, now the only people who post on our forum and join our forum mm-hmm. are people who actually care. Uh. We don't get spam attacks. So we can actually moderate it without having to worry about the content that uh, one of the people who help moderate it gets to see. It's a fair point. But yeah. we do have a Facebook feed on the new uh, website. So we do have a Facebook feed on the new website. So we can, uh, if you want to keep in touch, you can still go on the website and you can see all the news that's happened on Facebook from there as well. Okay, yeah, nice. Excellent. Um, moving on, Valve have released the Source Filmmaking Tool. It's a free movie making tool that allows people to make animated shots inside the same engine that powers games like Left 4 Dead and Portal. Oh yeah, they advertised at the very end of the Meet the Pyro thing saying, this was made with this, go and use it now. So well, it, it's kind of a follow-on to, you remember the story we did the, uh, the other week uh, about Valve helping to make a film? Yeah, the film that we made using the source equipment. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have a Phil at the door, shall we let him in? Because he's not going to him outside. No, leave him outside. He looks I think so we should, because he very kindly helped to DJ at our closing party on the Sunday and did a magnificent job. I can't remember much of that party, but uh, it, it was apparently a very good evening, so... Phil, we have it on good authority that you were magnificent on Sunday. I would have been hurl- earlier, but there was some awful red car parked outside that I couldn't get past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't you be knocking Jenny, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That car oh, has a name. Oh, a car. Oh, oh hey, guys. <laughs> oh, God, we've got seven people now. We only have five mics. This is... Okay, doubling up begins. Yes. Uh, choose your partners now, or they'll be chosen for you. Yes, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, Spray-on rechargeable batteries could store energy anywhere. Um, the team of mechanical engineers, they've published a paper that demonstrates uh, their latest invention, which is spray-on rechargeable batteries. And they've combined, they're saying that you can combine this with solar cells to create self-sufficient energy conversion storage devices now, I like the idea of me just plugging my PS, uh, of me just having a couple of wires, sticking them to the wall and then painting over them, connecting that to a solar cell and then running my PS3 just like that. Wow, that seems a very little big planet. It's a, it's a great idea. I can see Rob spraying his trousers with this and plugging his PS3 into his butt. No. You, are, you are the kind of guy who would just spray everything you own, though, and then go, and now everything is power source. Yeah, I would. I, I, it's the paranoia. I, ha- I live in constant fear of like the robot revolution and things like that. And I, I, they, they scare the bejesus out of me, which is why I, I, I look at different ways of protecting myself. See, it's funny. Georgina and I were talking about this last night, actually. Um, cars that park themselves, drive themselves, but keep distance from things. It's like, in my mind, either have an automatic car that you don't need to drive or have a car that doesn't have a brain and you have to drive it because this halfway thing just causes accidents. Yes. So mm. bring on the robot revolution. 
and let everyone get fat. <laughs> so long as the cars can transform as well while we control them. Although we have been told... That, that advert was a lie, it needs to become a truth. Then I will yes. buy that car. Um, there, is, there is a school... Of, there's a professor whose job is just to think about how different ways the world could end. And he reckons the robot revolution, should it happen, won't involve, like, Terminator-style armies taking over the Earth. It will just be that all of our jobs will be done by robots, so we will become, like, second-class citizens. Effectively, the world will turn into Bangladesh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. For those anime fans out there who uh, think that Rob's uh, speech then tracks called, try out the movie Vexil. Yes. Very, very good. Strongly recommended. Uh, yeah, it's good sci-fi. Solid sci-fi, I'd say. Anyway, moving on. Sony have bought cloud-based game streaming service Gaikai, the uh, competition for online, and they paid $242 million for it. Has um, anyone heard of the system before? Yes. No. Really? Yes. Gaikai, Gaikai was announced around the same time as online, but they had certain patenting issues with OnLive, and so um. the, delay, the launch of their service was delayed because of those, because OnLive sued them. Um, now Sony has bought them, and the, I, it's a difficult one, because I think it's going to have something to do with backwards compatibility for the PS4, which is why they've bought this service now. Oh. Because right now you have the PlayStation, you have the PlayStation Store, and you have the PlayStation Network and stuff like that, but Gaikai is about on the same level as OnLive. And if you can integrate that into something like the PS4, then you've basically got the complete system. I think Sony's trying to get the jump on everybody else with this. You know, and why build a new system when there's one there going for sale? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I think Microsoft and Nintendo may want to watch out, and even on live, because if Sony get involved in the whole video, in the whole game streaming service, then, you know, they going to be the biggest fish, without doubt. Let the wars begin. <laughs> no, don't say that. Well, well it, would be, it would be like another console war, except that it's streaming instead. So. I'm tired of the console wars. Yeah. But a healthy competition never uh, killed anyone. Really? Except, except yeah. Sega. Yeah, except <laughs> well, yes, yeah, actually, this is true. <laughs> exactly. An unhealthy competition has killed people before. For those who haven't got Sky, Leper Wars is a very controversial program, but good fun on a Sunday evening. Leper Wars? What's the best in improvised weaponry? It's like bomb fights. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to clarify that one, Phil, I think. You can't, can't actually just leave that on the nose. No, no. I, what, one thing I was going to say is, um, if Steam got involved with OnLive, then you've got a winning combination there. Well, Steve... Uh, uh, Steve. 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 The best in online gaming. <laughs> yes. Uh, Steam. Oh, Steve's having a sale again. You remember the uh, rumours about the Steam console? Mm. Well, oh, yeah. it, there may actually be a lot more truth to those rumours than we thought. Um, well, the rumours are founded on them patenting things. Yeah, but Edge have done an article on it recently. And they have gone through various things that the Steam console could possibly have, which... You know, Edge, I trust more than other games magazines and more than I trust, like, IGN, things like that, because Edge is more an industry standard thing rather than just kind of, oh, let's please the fans. So, yeah, if they're saying they think it's, this is going to be a Steam console, then I'm more likely to trust them. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. What was our next article? I've forgotten. 
Uh, yeah, Google Brain looks at YouTube cats. This is brilliant story. <laughs> right. Google Meow. have linked together 16,000 computer processes with 1 billion connections to create their own neural network. And then they let it loose on YouTube. And what did it go looking for? It went looking for cats. <laughs> <laughs> was it after the most popular thing? Or were they just like, let's start with something harmless and adorable? No, no. Because uh, <laughs> analyzing test data no, and watching yeah. cat videos would be amazing this, this or a job. Is, this is the brilliant thing about it. The brain simulation was exposed to 10 million randomly selected YouTube video thumbnails over the course of three days. And after being presented with a list of 20,000 different items, it began to recognize pictures of cats using a deep learning algorithm. <laughs> this, was, this was despite being fed no information on distinguishing features that might help it identify a cat. <laughs> so it's just managed to analyze so much, it can kind of fuzzy logic things together. It, uh, well, fuzzy logic to detect things that are fuzzy, yeah. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> Google have created a crazy virtual cat lady. Was its first conclusion that long cat is long? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm curious what, thinks th what this thing thinks of lol cats. <laughs> Cannot compute invisible sandwich. No image to scan. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it, if it's... I has cheeseburger. <laughs> if it's bringing out conclusions based upon the most YouTube things it can find, then we can probably estimate what it'll figure out first. So cats are like the most popular on YouTube. They've got Naruto AMVs. <laughs> yes, so it's yes, going to understand yes. anime next. <laughs> Ooh, what else is going to be? Boy bands. Oh, it's going to understand them. No, Beaver. Oh, Beaver. Oh. I was about to say no, Beaver. No. But no, if we can, no, if we can no. do this, then we can have Google find Beaver anywhere, and then we can track him down and destroy him. So it's one step away. If Skynet happens just after the Google brain finishes, yes. we could be Beaver free. The best use of Justin Bieber I've ever seen is in a live-action uh, Mortal Kombat fight between a couple of guys in the UK. And the finishing move is a Beeballity. What? <laughs> what? I'll leave you guys to go and look for that. It is genius. You know what I'm doing after the show? Looking for bibalities. <laughs> it sounds wrong when you say it like that. Anyway, <laughs> we do as usual. Moving have a, on. Have a piece of robot revolution news with us. Yes, uh, it's a simple hand that plays rock, paper, scissors with you, but you will never win because they finally taught a robot how to cheat. Oh, good lord. God. Yes. They taught a robot how to cheat. How to cheat humans. How do you cheat at rock, paper, scissors? Now you know why I'm paranoid about the robot revolution. How do you even cheat rock, paper, scissors? Does it I go, have no does idea. Does it go, like, really fast? Well, basically, it has three fingers, and it can bend its pinkies into a fist, outstretched palm paper. You know, fist is rock, outstretched palm paper. Two fingers pointing out as scissors. And the robot's hooked up to a high-speed camera which watches the human player and can recognize their hand gestures, and the robot then plays a winning move. Now, oh. you apply this... Uh, this might seem like a very basic thing, but you know the three laws of robotics? <laughs> right. If you teach a robot to cheat, then the three laws go out of the window, because the next stage is teaching a robot to lie. Yeah. Teach they're going about it backwards first. I won't use my, uh, what the words that are actually in my head, but they're teaching them to cheat and lie first. Then they're going to teach them the three laws. Look, we don't need to worry, right? Because what operating system are these robots going to end up running? Windows. It's not a problem. Mm. 
not the way Google's going because their uh, their operating system is very very stable. But we've already proved that if Google build robots, all they're going to do is sit and look through YouTube for cats. This is true. <laughs> this is true. It's the ultimate disarmament. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. I would love that if like, there's robots on the rampage, the way you disarm them is to show them like a picture of a cat. Yes. And they're just going to like, standby mode. <laughs> Must discover more. <laughs> Look at yes, cats. Into the barrel. We finally figured out how to stop them. Yes, anyway, Alter- final story. Yeah, alternate method of stopping things. Yes, Project Overkill. The US Army builds a lightning bolt laser weapon. I preferred their railgun. <laughs> that was yeah. more fun. The very one was awesome. No, they've successfully tested a laser device that shoots out 50 billion watt powered bolts of lightning. Wow. Billion? 50 billion watts. Do even like real lightning bolts have that many watts? Uh, according to Back to the Future, it's 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> Oh, billion watts into gigawatts. Oh, I can't do that. Do you know, maths. I've been waiting for years to say that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> You need to get out more. <laughs> it's Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown. How can you not love Doc Brown? He's horribly racist. <laughs> uh, only against Libyans. <laughs> it's fine as long as it's not against you. Oh, yeah, I know. Anyway. So they made a super powerful thing that they're not calling a laser gun. They seem to well, be sidestepping the word gun very heavily here. Yeah, you remember that very, very phallic lightning gun that you, was used All to clear minds. All too well. That was for the... And the parts were for sale for it on eBay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's this giant, very, very phallic lightning gun that had two giant spheres on the end of it. Thunderbolts. That created ah. an electric arc that cleared mines. It was two thunderballs which didn't charge up, and then you could, they shot it through a large rod. It was also attached to a giant <laughs> truck allowing it to move. It looked like Wait, a did you just say wang. <laughs> did Pretty you much. Just, did you just say it cleared mines, as in yes. like this was mind-wiping technology? No, mines, <laughs> as in oh, mines. mines. <laughs> it probably cleared the mind if whoever was looking at it as it came forward. Yeah. So kind of, <laughs> to be what honest. Is this, what is this thing moving towards me? <laughs> to be honest, I'd probably want to wipe my mind after having seen this. Yes. Anyway, back to this one. Uh, rather than harnessing actual bolts of lightning, the laser-induced plasma channel works by pairing an intense laser beam with an electromagnetic field strong enough to rip electrons from surrounding air molecules. Uh. This sounds terrifying. <laughs> that sounds massively dangerous and unsafe. Yeah. This produces a beam of plasma that travels along the laser beam and can be redirected using mirrors. So it's not just a laser beam, it's a plasma beam that rips electrons from air molecules. It's a lightning laser beam, good lord. Can I mount one on my car, please? I really hate people that drive badly. Never drive in London. <laughs> Ever. Trust me, never drive in London. Not enough lightning I've driven in, in London. Central London. Yep. During rush hour. Yes, actually. I feel sorry for you. And I sympathise totally. I remember one expo where Phil was driving through central London and I made him stop on a roundabout so I could take a photo of a silly named estate agent. That, that genuinely happened. You can say the name because it's an actual estate agent. Oh, yeah, true, I can say that. Uh, Hot Black Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't not make that my screensaver. I'm sorry. <laughs> on that note, I think we're going to take a break. Welcome to the Namacon 2012 special. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Eve Miles, and I f***ing love the Geek Show. Hiya, guys. 
Hello, how yes. are we all doing? That was good. We're back, we're reformed, we all have good mics again now. Yeah, and so we're back. Yeah. From Out of space. Don't walk in here. Say, don't start the song, then flounder out of it. Uh, however, we are going to announce the competition now so that you can listen to the rest of the show and find the details. Yes, so we have a competition. That actually sounds pretty cool. James and the crew. Yes. Right, guys. So what do people need to look out for? Well, as many of you may have noticed, we've relaunched uh, the website for Nemocon 2013. Yes. And tickets are now on sale. So we're giving one lucky person a chance to win a ticket for next year's event. All you have to do is name as many of our special guests from this year as you can. Now, they were all listed in the comm book, so those of you that still have a comm book, I'd go and look for it. If you don't, try and remember what you saw on the website. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll look at the entries and we'll randomly choose uh, someone who gets as many right as they can. Okay. That's, that's really cool. That, that's mm. really awesome. I'm actually looking through the con book now going, <laughs> I can apply. <laughs> mm, no one will know. My name is Phil. And uh, my name, I'm French, did like a, an awful French accent for no, some no, reason. You, uh, Philippe Flop, French Minister for Footwear. You should have gone with something a bit more believable, like XX, I love Naruto, XX, or something like that. Sasuke is my waifu. Yay! Oh, what are Domo Domo Bishi chan. Yeah. Whatever happened to Mechas? I only got into anime for the Mechas. For the well, we've got Tengen yeah, Tapa. I want a giant robot. I can't wait for this robot revolution. Yeah, I, th- I think people <laughs> See, if going... I was piloting a giant robot, I would have no worries at all, but that's not really going to happen in my lifetime, I think. Um, Evangelion 3's just been announced, the movie, the remix movies. Uh, I saw the trailer and went, oh, look, it's the one. No, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. I've seen that one. Oh, there's a three. There's a three. And that's Japanese and some more Japanese and... What's 7 of 11? Oh, 7th of November. Oh, they do it American way. Oh, yes. I was really disappointed with the Japanese. Just like, because we do our numbers the other way. Because it's like a dodgy triangle. Yeah. Like date, month, year. They're American fanboys, Smaller. dude. They're not going to really pay attention to us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, just uh, obviously as part of, we've got the Nemecon crossover and we've got the Evangelion crossover at the ending party, Evie Tales did an Evangelion burlesque, which was actually really cool, because... Yeah, but you like burlesque anyway. I like, well, let's put it this way, I like burlesque, and I like plug suits, so (laughs) it was plug suit burlesque, which is pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sneezing. Bless you. Now the radio owns your soul. Yes. That's how it works. Yeah, okay, Rob, bring us on to subject, it's 25 to 7. Yes, we've announced the competition, uh, dealers. Usual suspects were there, but who were the unusual suspects this year? Ooh. We had a few new people, actually. We had uh, Gilgamesh Arms selling replica weaponry. Yeah. We had a company called Candy and Cyanide, who were selling uh, cute anime-inspired jewellery. Yeah. We had a uh, new Lolita brand in the UK called Violet Lime, who were selling petticoats, skirts, hair accessories, that sort of thing. Never enough petticoats. looked petticoat. fantastic on you, Phil. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Help me out, guys. I spent most of the weekend running around. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, we had uh, steampunk people called Skitty Cat Designs who make uh, various hats and things like that. Harry, steampunk oh. hats. Mm-hmm. Why did you not mention this to me? <laughs> 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 I've just imagined Robin a top hat. 
For, for a gentleman that always, always... Yeah, just a cogs. Well, it was one of the things with uh, <coughs> Jeff Banyard's uh, steampunk museum. Mm-hmm. Um, they, had, they had a steampunk grenade, which was literally a glass vial filled with cogs mm-hmm. with a firework with glue taped to it. Mm-hmm. And you just lob it, and it, it sticks mm-hmm. cogs to everything. Yeah. The description is the steampunk grenade. It makes everything thrown at it at least 105% more steampunk. <laughs> it's true if you can get past the bleeding you normally entice from having cogs stuck in you. <laughs> Speaking from experience, are we? A little bit, a little bit. Never rush a steampunk cosplay, especially when explosives are involved. Oh, okay. On tea, it burns. I know someone who made a Gundam cosplay, and it looked awesome, and I saw the photos, including the bit where it's on fire because he made moving parts and used the wrong resistance wire. Ooh, <laughs> that's good. I like that. I like I, I like cosplays that are active. Yeah, but he was <laughs> wearing it while it was on fire. It was an interactive cosplay. You know, it's like, oh no, I'm being attacked. I'm on fire. My Gundam's on. Oh, I'm actually burning. First degree burns. <laughs> yeah, you, mis- you misinterpret the difference between interactive and on fire, which are two slightly different things. <laughs> <laughs> he looked amazing for those few seconds, though, and for the photos. No, don't put him out. He's in character. He's in character. <laughs> He's in character. <laughs> Oh. You ruin it for him if you help him. It's my original character. Burn it. Burn it. Bernie Chan. Bernie Chan. <laughs> but, but he's screaming for help. It's what his character would say. We're not advocating this as a skit for next year, people. Yes, we no. are. I will accept entries as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cosplay submit- masquerade. As long as you've done the, as long as you've done the the risk analysis of burning cosplayers, you're fine. You're covered. Well, it's fine. Um, if if you want to be Bernie Chan, um, her, her whole uh, outfit is uh, being on fire. So. Uh, yeah, it's fine by us, fine by us. I know Middlesbrough Town Hall is a license for pyrotechnics, so we can do this. Hell yes. <laughs> Sadly, no one was in the dealer section selling flammable merchandise. Uh, <laughs> way. Uh, but there were quite a few. There were some new artists as well who I've not seen before, I believe. There were uh, new artists that you haven't seen? I've got interviews <laughs> with them, don't worry. We, uh, we've, we've got Morty. Uh, yes. who, yeah, who's who's a Middlesbrough local Morty uh, was yes. doubling up a table with Baggy we've, we've got Baggy, Morty and Baggy who are two incredible artists one one more slanted to the anthro one more slanted to Chibi Chibi and uh, Steampunky oh, Awesomeness punk. yeah she's the awesome. author of the uh, Madame Butterscotch webcomic which is actually really cool yes, yes. Yeah. You, know, you know when you have like friends that do things and you're like oh I should support you because you're a friend no these are actually good <laughs> this is the best thing. I don't have to pretend you're good. Yeah. <laughs> that point you're described friend. as steampunk. Well, it can be described as assassins and cakes. Lots of assassins and cakes. Excellent. There has yet to be assassins. Is this just a, a spin cake on? assassin is known as a Lolita. <laughs> Show them a cake, they will kill it. <laughs> I thought you meant like when your back is turned. I, I would have thought that would mouth. be more a fat Lolita, but um, <laughs> or is that a cheesecake assassin? <laughs> <laughs> No, you see, the thing is that Lolita dresses, for those that don't know, are very, very small and tend to come in sized for Japanese people. So you can't actually eat too many cakes and still get into one. Except for the frills, unless you've got a massive backside. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the frills are for. What's it called? We keep on getting the name... The busset. We keep calling no, it a bustle. buttress. Bustle. Bustle. Oh, I got halfway we call, between. We called it a buttress. Yeah, we called it a buttress of Windsor. It's architecture. <laughs> it's all the same. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I 
yes. oh, I man. made this dress in a shipyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about that, that would be uh, very steampunk. Talking yes. about that, we've got uh, Lady uh, Emily Ladybird, we, um, who is an architectural seamstress. She makes dresses with architecture built into them. Uh, we saw her at Lincoln Steampunk uh, Asylum, and she actually had a mini bar built into <laughs> yes. her bottom. It was the oh best queue ever. We were right behind her. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she was like, gentlemen. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going to come up from under this dress, but either way, I'm excited. It's amazing. <laughs> it had gin and glasses I and lights. Like oh, it lit up. Yeah. And there was <laughs> I'd like to remind you guys that Namacon is a 14-plus event, so we should probably... Uh, Remember so that part, some of those listening a, a portable won't fridge know where the mini bar yeah. is. So yeah. a portable fridge with cans of Pepsi or something like that. Ah, yes. yes. Cans of Sprite. Ah, yes, really but I did questions. go across the road into blue and was confronted with certain adult materials. <laughs> well, yes. this brings us on to uh, something we're going to talk about later. Yeah. I really don't like this microphone. No, you keep um, turning away from the mic. But it loves you. It's, you know, expose, don't expose yourself to the mic. No, don't. Do not. film. <laughs> not do that to you. No, it's no, fine. No. All right. No, um, a bit too yeah. early in the day for that. We'll get, no, we'll get into this later. But, you know, we did do a lot. We did try to do a lot yeah. of new things for Nemecon this year. Yeah. And we listened to our audience and, you know, the things that people are asking for. Yeah. We will get on to that in a bit, though. Okay. Um, just wanted to ask you guys, were, for you guys... Were there any items of particular interest for you guys? Yes, on the, deal of the dealers. <laughs> I, I was working so much on the Sunday, I didn't get to pick up the Gundam Epion kit I really wanted. Oh, Gorinda will oh. cry. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was crying. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get it. Well, Gorinda does that quite a lot. He kind of goes, I've got nothing you want. <laughs> and no, people, everyone goes, goes up to him and goes, you know, you've got nothing I want. And he goes, there you go, I've got this. Oh, but it's so pretty and expensive. Take all my money. Yeah. Next year, I am buying a Macross kit. Yeah. Either yes. the STF one or a VFO one. I reckon that's Gorinda's secret, though. He just he, he just puts on his normal stock, but he knows his, he knows his customers so well, he hides everything that they want under the table. No, no, there mm. was an STF one on the table that was about 15 quid, but unfortunately, I was broke. Oh. So I couldn't afford it. Yeah. Which mean, is life. In the five minutes that I got that I wasn't running around like yeah. a, a mad headless chicken, uh, I managed to have a, a gander at all of our artists and I've been uh, buying lots of badges and prints. Yeah. So generally speaking, if it's never Chan fan art, I will have it. I, I think that's, that's one of the only benefits of... Uh, uh, that sounds really harsh. One of the major <laughs> benefits of being part of the Geek Show is, is we get into a lot of events early. Mm-hmm. And first thing I usually do is meet all the sellers that we know because we go and they, they these people are you know whatever they go at, they go to every event they yeah. can like mm-hmm. Destiny Blue you walk in through town you see Blue Hair it's ah con yes. season um, <laughs> but I got in and uh, I saw Nanny Nanny Abram oh yeah Nanny Abram because uh, she Nanny has Abram. the new Hippie Demons book. she has the most beautiful art style I've ever seen in my life uh, and every single time I go I can't walk past without buying a print. Because I just love that style. It's uh, just beautiful, really, really beautiful she is artwork. Fantastic. Hmm. She went. You get, you get three for the price of four. I was only going to buy one, so I was like, I'll have many, 
Many, and many, many. I'd say the, the, the artist you're on about, actually, in uh, our first year, yep. it was her print that was the star of our charity auction, fetching £80 Ooh, for one wow. piece of art. That's cool. It started a full-blown bidding war with people begging for money from everyone around them and counting it on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> but it was all in a good cause. So, you know, all goes to charity. Play. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and this year's star was Juliet from Lollipop Chainsaw as a standee. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Well, and it went for 60 quid. Nice. So, okay. Uh, not bad at all. It's what well, a horrifying game that is. It is. It's, it's, it's brilliantly ridiculous. Exactly. That's, that's yeah, exactly what it's designed it. for. Awesome. Yeah. So here's the brief. We want to make a game that people will buy. Yeah, what do people like? Boobs, zombies, and killing. And Great rainbows. Done. Rainbows, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the rainbows. I mean, I've played Lollipop Chainsaw. How the hell... Cut off a zombie's head, and then a rainbow comes out of the neck. Sparkle like, hunting. I have Sparkle got hunting. to play this game. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, we do have right, a copy. I'll be borrowing that. <laughs> you don't know it. Okay, you play as a cheerleader who has a yes. giant chainsaw that spews rainbows, and it has a bazooka in it as well. You use cheers <laughs> to gather zombies together. Cheers then in the get background, com- just going, I'm going to play not- this game. <laughs> then you get combos by killing more together because you've corralled them together with cheerleading yes, yeah. antics. Do you right. know what the most terrifying piece of merch I have ever seen is? And you can find this on the internet. <laughs> no. It's uh, is, is, it, is it that My Little Pony thing that shall no. not be mentioned? Oh, genuine. God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, good God, no. no. It's yes. actually a genuine AR-15... Hello Kitty special. Yes, like, yeah. yes, I've seen, Hello we've Kitty seen that. assault rifle. Who the heck is the market for that? Well, well no, I've actually, seen what's on the back of it. It's got like a little purse and a hairbrush and stuff like that. There's oh. three people I work with that are female and enjoy rifle shooting. So, <laughs> um, actually, yes. What's worse is they do a chainsaw as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, this, this AR-15 has a chainsaw mounted on the front. The, 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 the AK-47 Hello Kitty one is an actual... Hello Kitty product, which has been done in collaboration with one of the Czechoslovakian AK-47 factories. Yeah. Uh, Czech Republic AK-47 And that was me thinking they just did dress, you know, collaboration. (laughs) They also also do a Prada uh, Ruger as well, which is quite nice. Is there a little assassin out there buying these things? Probably. You hide it in the ruffles and it camouflages. Probably. Anyway, moving on. We have an interview. Oh, yes. Interview. Indeed. Uh, well, we have several interviews. This Two one quite a few. was with uh, a leather worker, Harry describes her as. Yeah, Alex Locke, he's really cool. Oh, uh, him, sorry. Yes, right. Uh, Momo will actually remember this one because uh, I don't know if you were there. No, you weren't there at Expo, but Momo was rocking a new pair of ears. Oh, the leather was, ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the big uh, bunny ears. Uh, Alex actually she made... She had them made, yeah. Yeah, Alex custom made those. Basically, Alex uh, Locke is from Clockwork Fiber Designs. Yes. You'll be able to find out where to find them online in the interview itself. And basically, here's some... They, Alex ran some panels. I think it was two panels. One on a beginning in leatherworking, another in armor. Yeah. It was uh, armor and special effects. Armor and special effects, there we go. One was armor and special effects, and another was, like, beginner getting into it, which is really interesting. Yeah, you can actually do it on quite yeah. a good budget. Uh, so here's an interview on that with beginner leatherworking tips and just general cool stuff. You are sporting leather headwear as well today. I am. I bought it from him. It's quite cool. Okay. Well, let's see the interview. This is the interview with Alex Locke from Clockwork Firebird Designs. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Pretty good. Cool. Ask away. <laughs> uh, you've just done your panel on leatherworking. Yep. And various things involving rivets and awesomeness. Rivets, uh, leather, and everything in between it, preferably. How did you get into doing leather? Uh, kind of weird. Started off in cosplay, 
Then went to uni, needed someone to store my cosplay, found the live-action roleplay group, had costume storage, and went, ooh, this looks like fun, I should do this. Wait, I don't have any armour, I should make myself some leather armour. And it kind of went from there. Sewing bits of stuff together and turning it into armour. What tools would you recommend for a beginner into leatherworking? Beginner, you want sharp scissors, decent knives, a decent set of hammer punches, and a rivet setting tool. That's pretty much all you need. Needle thread, anything. You can pick it up from hardware shops, you can pick it up from pound shops, and you can pick it up from leather suppliers online. Or eBay. eBay is good, amazingly. Uh, Do you have any tips for beginners? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, Don't be afraid to go out there and try something that you're not too sure about. Uh, Always practice on scraps. And generally, leather workers, costume makers, we are lovely. We were all there once. Ask for help. We want to make sure that people have fun costuming rather than thinking that it's a big scary world where everyone's out to get you. So we're lovely. Come ask us questions. Come like annoy me online. It's fine. I'm usually online. Awesome. What's been your most ambitious project? That would be Winged Vengeance, which is a female character that was illustrated by Keith Thompson Art. He's a sort of illustrator and steampunk artist. It's an angel that's constructed from bone and ivory and has these massive white wings that are all hooked into the armour. It took two to four weeks to make, and I basically didn't sleep. It's got six-metre wingspan, and it's got a fully articulated torso of armour. Good Lord. Yeah, and then I took it to Italy. How did you transport that thing? It all folded down so it fits into a duffel bag. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was great. It was it's transportable as well. Awesome. Do you have any accident horror stories? That... Yeah, just any time you're using dye, please use a well-ventilated area. The headaches aren't worth it. But yeah, accident horror stories. I, I've had nicks and cuts from armour. I haven't really had anything broken or otherwise that required medical aid. So, no, it's, it's, been, it's been lucky so far. There's always a first time. Fair enough. How have you found the reaction selling more, something more LARP-centric at an anime convention? It's, it's taken a while for people to get used to it, people to get used to me. Uh, it's taken a while to find my feet with what I'm selling. With It's a whole different market to LARPers. It's a different sort of different budget. People want small things. People want little pretty things. Uh, LARPers are into their big showy costumes and their armour and uh, steampunkers and such, and not quite so much. So it's been fun. I'm settling into my stride now. It's good. Awesome. Uh, wish you the best, then. Thank you very much. Uh, where can we find some of your stuff online or at next conventions you're at? Uh, next convention I'm going to be at, for definite, is Congenial, which unfortunately clashes with Anacon, which is the other big convention this year. Congenial is in Cambridge, in Newhall College. It is a steampunk-orientated convention that I believe it's its first year. It's very much good for steampunkers because they've got the two writers of Girl Genius turning up. All right. Phil and Carcifoglio are going to be there as special guests. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be there. Please come and annoy me and, you know, give me, sort of ask me for help, ask me for advice. I might be doing panels. Uh, otherwise, you can find me online. If you Google Clockwork Fiber Designs, my website will pop up. And I am on Etsy and Flickr and various other places. And Facebook. Oh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Awesome. See you on there. Excellent talking to you. Thank you very much. I'm Dave Gibbons, and I listen to 104.5 CVFM and The Geek Show. Hiya, yeah. guys, and welcome back to The Geek Show. Uh, every Monday, 6 to 8, on here. Because you obviously know where we are, because you're listening. Yes. Yes. Ah. Ah. yes. Things to see and do at NemaCon. 
Yeah, James, lots of things to see and do at Nemecon. What is there to see and do at Nemecon? Indeed. We, uh, again, as, as we've already said, we uh, sought to try and make this year a little bit different, so we looked to bring in some new panellists, uh, new artists Ooh. such as Ruth Keach, who will be designing this year's Nemechan mascot. Well, hey. We should be getting that very shortly. And that uh, will be yes, we do have an interview with her at the end of the section as well. Excellent. Oh, yes. Ruth is fantastic. Um, she's also into the lolly community, so we might try and rope her into doing something for us next year for that. Um, so obviously, you know, new artists. Um, we really push video gaming this year. Uh, we appointed ourselves someone to run video gaming for us, Hello. which would be Dave. And uh, basically everything <laughs> oh, video gaming related that happened at NEMA was down to Dave. So uh, well, hey. yeah. I'll let him tell you what we were doing. Yeah, yes. so if, if it was all a disaster, blame me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> blame I just him whacked him, him in, in the, the face, face with the, the microphone there. Sam tactically, delicately it was deliberate. A, j- jammed a giant metal <laughs> pole with a microphone <laughs> attached yes, into Dave's face. It's awesome. okay. It's, it's by no means the worst of thing the microphone. he's done. Go on. I thought it was because he <laughs> <laughs> did something. No, no. Go, but, on. go on. Yeah, the on the topic stuff. of gaming, we had uh, we had a great time. There was uh, some big screen gaming downstairs that went down brilliantly. Uh, Marvel cool. vs. Capcom on the dealer screens. Uh, we had uh, a lo- big crowd following that. We even had people cosplaying as the characters. So we had Doctor Doom and Deadpool facing off. <gasps> On a ten-foot screen, nice. dressed as the characters, which was brilliant. But See, that's good. I like that. That awesome. is actually rather awesome. Being a massive Deadpool fanboy, I love the the Deadpool with the pineapple. Yeah. He yes. was that brilliant. Was yeah, he actually gave me his pineapple, which was <laughs> quite is, is that what you, is that what you kids <laughs> call it nowadays? <laughs> yeah. I, I just walked past him. I went, "Awesome cosplay!" And he just handed me a pineapple. In perfect Deadpool style. Do you know what the worst part is with cosplayers? Most of them go, oh, hey, Phil. And I go, oh, hey, masked person. Yeah. I have no idea who you are. It happened this time as well, the guy with the massive Brooks skull mask. Yeah, that's Sam yes. Rolson. Yes. I yes. can't even tell what shape his head is, let alone who's in there. <laughs> he needs to give me more of a hint next time. You should have asked Deadpool what was in his pouches. Every, <laughs> every pouch he has. No, you should never ask Deadpool what's in his pouches. That's a very For those bad listening idea. at home, he's pointing at breast pouch area, not lower down. <laughs> oh, as Worse opposed or to better, his, uh, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> what was in his pouches? Ammo pouches, people. <laughs> there we go. Better. And yeah, we also had retro competitions that went down really well. I almost bought fire regulations, which is great. Well, hey. Uh, we had about 64 people playing Mario Kart at one point. Too many sweaty nerds and one place this is good oh god it was the heat yes oh. <laughs> but uh, oh, it was fun emceeing all of that but hopefully we'll have more next year because uh, we know what went down well and we're going to try and expand on all of that awesome so Mario Kart always fun. goes down well oh, well yeah. we've just inherited three more PlayStation 2s this is so, good so uh, the more consoles we get the more we can run oh isn't it just depressing the PlayStation 2s are moving towards being retro they're already retro yeah. Yeah. oh yeah Really? No, I'm not. Even, I'm not accepting that. I'm not accepting that. PlayStation One is not retro. I still. It is. Did uh, Did you guys see our PlayStation One we had this year? I think Harry may have. We had. Uh, we were provided by RetroSoft, who are a company over in Stockton that provide all our consoles, and he provided us a PlayStation One painted in pink and green Yay. with Nemechan hand painted on the uh, CD cover. That's amazing. So it's a NEMA station then? It's a NEMA station, that's right. And (laughs) to carry the theme through, this year we had NEMA-chan on the big screen fighting in Soul Calibur 4. Next year, you want a NEMA cast. 
A what? Sorry. It's a Dreamcast with Dreamcast. Oh, Nemocast. Yeah, yeah Nemocast. Oh. We did have a Dreamcast with its very happy controller smiling at us all the time. <laughs> Stop <laughs> well, smiling at me, Dreamcast. The weird thing is, the Dreamcast is pretty much the only console that you can get hel- get in official Hello Kitty colours with the Hello Kitty. Uh, Rob, your logo. knowledge of Hello Kitty merchandise is disturbing. No, it's my knowledge of Dreamcast. You should see his room. It's my knowledge of <laughs> Dreamcast. So kawaii. Kawaii. Yeah, yeah. I bet See, he secretly has. If I could go red, a, I wouldn't. <laughs> I bet he secretly likes watching Kamikaze Girls as well. <clears throat> well, let's avoid that show. <laughs> what, 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 what have I missed here? Nope. No, no, no. 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 Well, for those that don't know, there is a. Now, I'm I'm not into Japanese fashion myself. Yeah. Um, but there is a movie called Kamikaze Girls, which we screened this year, um, in our Lolita Lounge. Yes. And it is the most crazy acid trip movie you will ever watch that actually doesn't involve any drug taking survive style five show that next year it's got vinnie jones in and it has a ha- dead housewife that does rocket punches no. vinnie jones the thing is, <laughs> this film's a 12 i think survive it, style five is a bit genius deep. you need to watch kamikaze girls it is one of the funniest films you will ever see uh, survive style five is brilliant it has a dad who gets hypnotized and then learns how to fly just by flapping his arms because he's hypnotised to think he's a, a bird. Is it, that, is, Matsuko. It, is it that dull banana advert where the guy like shoots bananas oh, yes, out his, his nose? No, no, no. Yeah, shoots out his nose and flies by holding bananas. Yeah. Banana! It's got a guy who kills his wife, buries her, but she comes back to life and she's trying to kill him. And every time she comes back to life after he kills her, she's got like more powerful abilities like rocket punch. Her arms fire off and hit him in the face. That's amazing. It, it sounds to me like... And it's got Vinnie Jones. He hires Vinnie Jones, who's like a professional killer, to kill his wife after he's killed his wife like five or six times. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. That's fine. Seems sounds legit. Sit with that. It sounds to me like at Nemocon 4, these two films have to fight. Yes. <laughs> Anyone who could make that happen, this would be awesome. Unfortunately, being so, a cosplay chief. con, yeah. we're very limited <laughs> what we can show. I, anyway. I, I would recommend Project Aiko, the uh, OVA, if anyone can find it. The original one. Oh. Yes. That's nuts, that one is. It's very silly and very funny. Yes, anyway. Uh, yeah, Q&A. Greg S did a Q&A, didn't he? He oh, did. He was, he was really good as well. Greg is a great... He's great with fans. He's a cool guy and he has the best eyes. <laughs> he, they look through your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, stop. It, Oh, don't eat my soul. He's, he's so happy about everything. Yeah. Including <laughs> eating people's souls. Including <laughs> eating my soul, he apparently. Was, when, before the convention, he was really excited about coming to Middlesbrough. I think that's the only person we've what? ever had. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob, the weirder part is after he got here and was at the Q&A, he was saying he still loved Middlesbrough despite having come to it now. <laughs> yeah. He's seen it and still likes it. What I don't know what he's on. Then again, but I he like is some. in the anime industry and you have to be nuts. <laughs> to be in that industry. I'm true. To come back. Yeah. Yeah, why? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Do it. Don't say cool. that. Have We're we on done? radio. This is like, this is like, listen if to he comes back, <laughs> have, If he comes back and he have his official stage hand again, his stage hand was, there was a pigeon that got through the doors. Uh-huh. Oh, Frederick. Yeah. Who's buying that suit? <laughs> I, I am very, very oh. tempted as cosplay oh. manager to instate a... a someone to be our Frederick for next do, year. Do you know what? With the Dutch conventions, when you go to Dutchland and go there, <laughs> and they have a running theme which as a non-Dutch person, I find very weird, 
You know how you'd, you'd have that pigeon come back every year in a suit, and it's like, oh, it's that pigeon. And everyone would laugh and la 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 la. Like caramel dancing, right? Yeah. Oh, God, not in, like caramel dancing. In Holland, they have the sweeping guy. <laughs> Between each act, a guy comes on stage and sweeps, and he gets more claps and more applause than anybody else. Is that it's a... unbe- like, I'm not even kidding you. It, it, it's Maybe. just like, well, that's a really... okay, so yes. that's finished. It's the end of the con. Everyone go home, bye. And then it goes dark, and the light comes on with the spotlight, and there's a guy just going, sweep, 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 sweep. <laughs> and they all start cheering and laughing. Yeah, that, oh, that's, that a, that's a helpfully good. effective reference to keep bringing back in. Yes. Uh, anyway. anyway, we are ru- overrunning this section by quite a bit. And we're not even through all the stuff. There was yeah, so much I going know. on. Oh, we've, we've got loads and loads of entries for the competition. Yes, we do. Oh, but well, we actually do have loads at studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. But who has got the most? Start naming more people. See what yes. you can get. Uh, we'll come back to that in a bit. But uh, I think it's time for that interview with Ruth Keach. Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Cool. Keep on uh, with the answers at studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. Uh, this is the Geek Show interview with Ruth Keach. Hello. Hi. How's it going for you? It's going pretty good. Um, I've seen enough free hug signs to uh, make me want to kill myself and everyone in here. <laughs> Too much love and happiness going on? Yes, I want everyone to be sh- shriveled up prunes of hatred <laughs> by the end. Oh, well, your art's very nice and, you know, colourful. Joy, joyful. Yeah, there's a lot of joy in it. Yeah, there's joy. <laughs> Have you ever... I think this is the only outlet for joy I have. Every other outlet has become stained with the tears of hatred and war. <laughs> Fair enough. Then. How did you get into drawing? Or when did you start? Oh, I was, uh, what, 12, 13. I was in secondary school and uh, I started watching Sailor Moon uh, during the summer holidays. And it was the biggest revelation of my life. I think, and I watched it, and I would dance around, spin around, pretending I was her at the age of 12. Um, and basically, I just started drawing it because I was a bit obsessed, and went on from there, really. Just kept drawing, kept finding out about new animes that I liked, started going to conventions, started to go to events, started to go to the LAC, started to meet people. And then I was like, wow, there's a whole society based on this, so uh, I'm going to definitely get in on it. Cool. There's also a sense of, like, yeah, very societal community sense going on with artists especially. I know that everyone normally meets up after conventions and goes to different places. Do you find that that you see the same people a lot, that it becomes like a small group or like community? Yeah, it, it can be kind of cliquey at times. Um, but I would say that uh, generally we're, we're all good people. The good, the good people will go and talk to the other good people and have a good time, get drunk and pull pints behind bars. Um, but uh, basically, uh, yeah, we all we all get on really well just because we we all try to be nice people, even though we're I specifically am a cynical prune. But um, you know, I we all get on really really well. It's, yeah, we're we're a lot more like friends than just people we see at conventions. Some people don't socialise, but that's up to them. Don't hold it against them. We might smell and not know about it. <laughs> so, how many conventions have you been to now? Oh, God knows. I've been doing conventions for, what, five years? I haven't done it in about a year and a half. Um, so this is the first convention sort of my comeback, as it were. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I've been doing conventions and selling at conventions since 2006, 2007, um, as an artist myself, uh, which is always good fun. 
Um, at first, you work like an absolute dog, and you do portraits non-stop. You get extreme cramping in your arms to the point where your arms will fall off by the end of the day. Um, but over time, you realise, actually, conventions are about having fun, and you're not stressing yourself out by drawing at a mental rate that you can't keep up. So, basically, uh, I just sell prints and books now. Much better than the idea of just trying to get all the commissions possible, because some people do just get too many and then have to draw all of them on the second day. Some people can handle it because they've got more than three marbles of their sanity. I I am on my half marble, and uh, I'm about to lose that, so if I did a commission right now, that's it. I'd just be setting fire to everything. <laughs> Fair enough, then. Whatever works. Yes, exactly. Except they do provide you a free tea here, so... Uh, they do, which I'm really grateful for. It, yeah. it helps keep you alive in this place. I think I'm going to get a bladder infection from it, actually. Um, it's, I'm, I'm just going to be full of concentrated tea by the end. Uh, and then I'm even going to explode in some kind of whirlwind of tea urine and cover everyone in it. Or a bladder infection, one of the two. Either way, you won't be able to sleep. Oh, no, no, tea doesn't affect me like that. Um, it's more drinking lots of booze. Ah... Uh. Fair actively trying not to swear as well. Amazing. That's fine. I can do sensory. It'll be cool. With bananas. Yeah. Speaking of bananas, I sell bananas. Uh, what? Oh yeah, little, little mini bananas. So drawings as well as little. This was actually accidental. This was more uh, an accident than anything else. Uh, I was buying gifts for my nieces and nephews. I wanted to make little bags up because I couldn't be bothered to be putting 20 quid in their card every time. Mm. Too expensive, and I've got nine of them. Um, so I thought I'll make these little cute bags up. So I ordered them online, and I thought I was only getting sort of two or three of each. Mm. And I literally got two or three bags of each turned up, and I'd accidentally ordered bulk from China. Um, uh-huh. So I was, I was sort of wondering why they were a little bit on the pricey side, but uh, that's because I got 40 of them rather than two. Ah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a tad pricey. So I was trying to get rid of them very then. Yeah, pretty much. They've been languishing at the back of my cupboard for God knows how long, so I, I think it's got to the point now where my clothes need space. Oh, well, whatever pays rent is good. Yeah. Awesome. What advice would you give to an artist going to their first convention? To an artist, what's selling at the first convention? Mm. Um, basically, be as as nice as you can, um, and try and befriend the other. Like, be nice to the other artists there. Don't um, assume that your art is going to be the best art that has ever come out of the UK community. Because that might be true, but you, all you're going to do is get the other artists backed up. Because we're all level pegging. Some people have been doing it longer than others, but we're all exactly, we're all equals. Um, so a bit communist like that. But, um, yeah, just be nice, be sociable. If you get an opportunity, if you get invited for drinks afterwards, just go for the drinks. Don't avoid the drinks and say, oh, I've got to get to so-and-so. Just go for the drinks, especially if it's your first one. Um, and don't expect too much. Uh, expect there to be a couple of people that super love your artwork. Expect there to be some people that don't like your artwork. It, you know, um, and get, uh, be thick-skinned. Don't don't let people's comments really get to you either, because they're going to move on. You don't know who they are. So, it's just a failed view online anyway. Yeah, you can go to my DeviantArt. Um, once I can get this WordPress theme to work, you can go to my website, which will be www.ruthkeech.co.uk. K-E-A-T-T-C-H because everyone doesn't know how to spell it um, 
but once that's up once we can sort this stupid FTP issue out uh, it'll be up but other than that on my DeviantArt just search for Spooky Ruthie you'll be able to find me um, and obviously on my Facebook just type in Ruth Keach you'll find me uh, or sweatdrop.com um, you'll find me there as well awesome well thank you very much for that that's right awesome uh, well, see you around yeah. bye hello I'm Professor Elemental, and whenever I'm not riding a badger around my grounds or hitting my monkey butler with a stick, I'm listening to The Geek Show, and my God, I love it. Okay, this is The Geek Show interview with Sophia Lou. Hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm really good, actually. I'm up on tea, because they keep giving us free tea here. I know, it's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. So oh. much tea. <laughs> I'm abusing the hell out of it, I know. Yes. The guilt is rising, but hey. Who cares? <laughs> Ah, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is your first convention here as an actual dealer of arts. Yes, it is. Um, I'm actually really shocked because it, this is my first uh, property. I haven't had a first full year dealing yet. So it's really odd for me to like be in the guest area. I'm, I actually feel very, very privileged. It's like very shocking for me. And uh, the first time here, and it's really, really good. I definitely want to come back again next year. It's so much fun. <laughs> awesome. Um, what have you? What things have you learned? Like from your first time actually doing the dealing here? Um, my, I, I think one of the things I learned is that you can never tell what people are going to get. Mm-hmm. Like, some uh, some things that, um, obviously, the prints that I sell, like, I'll think that people will go for one print, but they always go for something else. Like, I, I've got a Chobbits print, and I thought that, that would go. Obviously, mm-hmm. Chobbits is... Everyone loves Chobbits. A lot of people. It's a good series. But no, I've sold two of them while I've been here, and it's really shocking... Oh, wow. Yes, but I don't care because they'll go to the next convention. <laughs> Saves your mind more stuff. Well, I, don't, I don't mind if, it, if someone doesn't buy here, someone will buy it somewhere else. And I don't, it's, I don't, I'm just happy that someone's bought one thing off me. <laughs> the circle. Yes, the circle. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. So how did you get into art? Um, it's actually, it's really, I got a friend, a very dear friend of mine, um, she introduced me to anime and manga. I'd, I'd always loved drawing because I come from a very artsy family. My mum draws murals and children's work, she's very hands-on, dad's a photographer. So it's kind of, we've, we've, we've I've been, I've been involved from a very artsy family. But she got me into anime and manga, so I thought, I'll try this out, I'll try it out. But then uh, I stopped for two years because I concentrated more in the musical theatre. And, uh... I fell back in love with it again during college and I've not stopped since. <laughs> it literally is. The only reason I do it is because I enjoy doing it. And I love it to be... I, I'm just happy drawing. I could spend an entire day doing nothing but drawing and I'd be Give me a, 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 like, a drip of tea and I'm drawing. Happy all day. Have you ever worried that that thing would happen when people talk about where the thing that you love doing becomes your job and it might um, sour it? I was slightly worried about that when I went to uni because I've just graduated from uni. Um, I was slightly worried about it because obviously you've got to think about costs and stuff and the other. But the way I see it is that I, I love doing it so much I'm just happy. And it's like... I, that's why I'm going into freelance instead of working into a studio. I'm going to get a part-time job and like... You know, and then just like do all this because I enjoy doing it, and I like being able to connect with people through my artwork, and I, re- I 
really, really. Uh, some of the like people who have uh, who have come from previous cons and then come back again, and uh, that means so much to me. I, I literally, uh, people go, "You're being cheesy," but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Honest, God. An, an artist, anyone will say here, they're just happy that you've liked their work enough to buy something. Well, it's, it's great to see with things like I was looking at your badges and you went, oh my God, that's the Sunnycon mascot from the yeah. posters. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really funny story because I did the fan, fan work of the character and they asked if they could use it. And then next week I go to Sunnycon and, and the posters all over. Like, I, I was just like, What's going on? I don't understand. And I'm, I'm just like, that was really, really cool. <laughs> that was really cool. I was like, oh. It's just the realisation thing of going, I could probably do this. <laughs> but it's like, I, I said from the beginning, it's not my character. And one of those, um, I will never claim a character as my own. I, 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 when even when I draw a fan work, I will say it's not uh, it's my version of it, but it's not mine. And like someone came up to me at the, the Sonic and thinking that I was a Sonic Con creator, um. and I said to them, I said, no, I'm not. I genuinely, I'm not. Emily Marshall is a Sonic Con creator. I did the fan work for her, right? And uh, honestly, God, her character design for Sonic Con was so cute. I, I just couldn't resist. I had to draw a fan art of her. <laughs> Well, thank you. It's been excellent talking oh, to it's you. Been excellent talking to you. We need to get more tea. <laughs> yes, excellent. And then uh, we'll see you again, Anime Attacks. You will see me again. And hopefully we'll have more tea there as well. <laughs> and if you want to check Sophia Lou out online, you can go to sophira-moonlily.dvnr.com and sophiralou.wordpress.com. Yes. I'm on Facebook and Twitter as well under sophira-lou, which is S-O-P-H-I-R-A-L-O-U. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hi, this is Private Dick Simmons from the popular web series Red vs. Blue, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Sarge approve. Oh, Sarge does approve. Yes. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Welcome yes, Nemecon. Hello. Nom, nom, nom. Yes. The competition is still going on. What was the competition question, James? Name as many of our special guests from 2012 as you can. Send it to the Geek Show address, which is Rob. Studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. Is that easy? Because Studio will get through to us live and when we're on air. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah. a, there's been a lot of entries so far. There's some fierce competition. A lot of re-entries. We have Try give- and think through your entire list before yes. you send it. We <laughs> have given people a bit of a hand. We have mentioned Greg Ayers already. Mm-hmm. Greg who? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he well, went to what convention? three people that have been mentioned so far. So. Yes, this is true. So you just mentioned, James, uh, Sonia wasn't doing the art panels or the usual stuff that she usually does this year. Well, the thing is, uh, as I said earlier, you know, we wanted to make the con a little bit different this year. And yeah. usually we book Sonia, she comes, she does some art panels for us, yes. everyone has a good time. Yeah. This year, because we focus very heavily on Japanese fashion, and Sonia's very heavily involved in that in the mm. UK, we decided that we would book her as a guest for the fashion section of the con and have her do a talk on how she got into it um, you know, and all the elements of it that she enjoys. And she really enjoyed the change, and it was well worth it for the convention. The Lolitas um, upstairs in our Lolita lounge, you know, they felt very included because we'd actually paid for a guest for them. The Lolita oh, right. Loft. 
Uh, Lolita Lounge. The Lolita Loft. <laughs> I, I, why put why put girls in giant heels upstairs? It's the funniest thing. It's like petticoat, petticoat, petty, petty, petticoat. Clop, 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 clop. They're clop, in the clop. highest room in the tallest I, tower. I, I, <laughs> we put, put the pretty girls Brilliant. in the highest room in the tallest tower. To protect them it's from dragons. Keep, it's actually... It's protect them from the dragons. <laughs> it's actually to protect them from... See, the, undesirable attention. The, yeah. the, uh, the weird thing is, with it being an anime and manga convention, you can't rule out the protecting them from yeah. the dragons. <laughs> this is quite true. <laughs> Bearing in mind that uh, there was another convention I was at where I saw someone dressed as a pony with a very, very disturbing. We won't go toy. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're oh, not going God. there. <laughs> <laughs> we all remember. We're not going there. Yeah. Uh, we did yes. say if she turned up at Nemecon that the soft toy would be taken off her. Oh, you, oh, you can't take Poppy's toy off her. Damn well can. <laughs> no. You, I'm a 14 just, plus, what, what you do, What you do is you get a rolled up toilet roll, uh, toilet roll, um, a rolled up newspaper and bop her on the nose. <laughs> like, yeah. No, Poppy. No. no. Bad. Put the willy away. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, uh, I think we just it. tell her that we're castrating her pony and take it off her. No. Aww. Oh, it's a rainbow pony. Yes, it's carry moving on. Moving on, moving on, moving on. It was nice to have such diversity in it, though, because, like, Lolita, at normal conventions, it's just, well, most conventions, I mean, it's just, it's kind of sidelined. Normally, it's you like, get a fashion show and a tea party. Um, yes. And we've always made an effort with Nomicon to recognise that it's a very large part of the Japanese culture scene in the UK. So we do try and offer as broad a programme for them as we can to attract as many as we can. Yes. There are some things that we're looking at doing this year which will be very different, which I'm afraid I'm not at liberty to disclose yet. Tea with the Queen. That I don't <laughs> the think the Queen's thing. coming to Middlesbrough. We, we could do that, that but we it would involve Dave and like. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking oh, Phil in Ermin and a crown. I'm fine with this, yeah? No, Phil in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil in a dress. That would be good. Oh, yes. No, that would be terrifying is what that would be. Drink if you're playing the game. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. I'd still say it'd be great if we just kind of got hashtag tw- trending, hashtag trend it out now to get her magi to Parmo. Yeah. Yes. Get the queen to eat a Parmo. She'll, like, yeah. double her weight, for starters. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about that. Sonia Leon devours Parmos like nothing else. Like yes. their and oxygen. She and the, the funny thing in. is, funny thing is, she's skinnier than a twig. She is skinnier than a twig, and no one knows where it goes. It's like, yeah, you said it, she swallowed a black hole. Mm-hmm. You it's should like, see the amount of KFC she packed away both days for dinner. Oh, no, I can, I can, I can imagine. I, I, I couldn't like eat that, that much. After not eating for a week. And no. she is the most slender thing as well. And she just goes, ah, oh, this is delicious. And then it not a drop on no. any of the elegant wear she's wearing. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> you, know that, you know that bit of Beetlejuice where his face just yeah. opens. And you only see it from the back. And it's like, ah, oh, lovely. I'm not going to say Done. what happened at Nando's. Yeah. But do, do <laughs> well, uh, one of my best friends, uh, a guy called Wade, he can go through, in about ten minutes, he can go through an entire bucket of KFC. Yes, and but we're he's talking 43 like, stone. No, he's not. <laughs> he's stick thin. He's thinner than Harry. Good. That's not healthy. That makes no. you look like a mic stand. He's, he's thinner than you. He, he even looks at fried chicken, though, and I get fat. That's why. <laughs> you are the stomach of Dorian Gray. Yeah, it yeah. is. I like, the, I like, this is the only reason why you made friends with me, is so all the weight would go towards me. I eat salads, I eat healthy, I eat fruit and veg, and, you know, I watch what I eat, and I still get fat, because he's busy eating KFC. 
Well, that's the rule. You eat other people's chips because it's their calories. That's how it works. Science. (laughs) 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 Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, hit us up at hashtag The Geek Show. We've still got time with the competition. Yeah, studio Uh, at thegeekshow.co.uk. Yep, and the question is? Uh, Name as many of our special guests from 2012 as you can. That's cool. Get on the website on thegeekshow.co.uk because we have loads of interviews, loads of cool stuff. Interviews with GLaDOS, blah, 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 blah. Hi, my name's Florian Zender from Jäger Development. I'm listening to The Geek Show. Oh, hey. Yes. Florian. We met him at Animex. He's a nice guy. He's a cool bro. <laughs> he listens in every now and again as well. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey, guys. We met somebody the other, uh, the other day who listens regularly, and apparently we would crack him up. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. You go, oh, you, you guys are from The Geek Show, and we're like, um, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, I listen to you. I listen to you. Like, Really? Really? <laughs> You're like a, 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 a company executive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this guy's like a banking executive. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, I listen to the gig show on the way back from work. I'm like, really? He says, yeah, on a Sunday on the repeats, because uh, on 104.5 FM in Teesside, um, we actually get repeated on a, on a Sunday. Obviously, you can download us from the website. Uh, yes. But yeah. Yeah. And yes, anyway. On that note, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... I imagine you have to interact with the fans somewhat at certain t- at uh, Nemecon, having to wade through them. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> what was the atmosphere like? Full. That's how I have to say it. Uh, this year was our best yet for attendance. Well, hey! Um, we're growing year on year, getting bigger and bigger. Uh, pre-sales this year for tickets before the event were double what they were last year. Excellent. Which was fantastic. Nice. Um... But yeah, the atmosphere was brilliant. I mean, the attendees were always fantastic. We got a lot of people telling us that they like Nemocon because it's so friendly, it's so approachable, everyone's chilled out and having a good time. Except the staff, but we hide that. <laughs> <laughs> smile, James, smile. smile. <laughs> yeah, See, I mean, you know, we had some technical difficulties this year before we opened, but we got past those. Uh, they, you know, their things will be sorted out for next year. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not hard to find at Nemocon. I walk around with a big shirt that says staff on it. So I, No, I, you are hard to find at Nemocon. I remember last year when I went looking for you. Yep. Two hours later, I'm you still looking for you. You just looked in the wrong places. No, a bit, I was asking people, have you seen James? They're like, no, uh, yeah, he's just gone off in that direction. Um, <laughs> I'm going off in that direction. It's Wild like he's no longer there. It's like trying to find Harry at Expo. Where's yes. Harry? You know, those, you know those where's Wally things? That's you two. I think it's more like tapping into the speed force. You just, oh, there it, no, wait, no, that's just his essence. Do you know the worst, behind thing, again. the worst thing is you can't say, look, just wear like a bright yellow sweater or something like that because it's an anime con. Yeah. yeah. Wear bright orange. Oh, you mean like the 15 Naruto. Dye your hair. Exactly. Dye your hair. Oh, wait, never mind. Um, oh. Right, well, I'll tell you what. Next year, I'll wear a Space Marine cosplay just for you, Rob. Space Marine? If you do the whole day in a Space Marine outfit, I will be horrendously I actually impressed. know someone who makes uh, armor suits, and I am, if I get a job... There's I'm going to commission a Brotherhood of Steel there, power there, armor. There, there is. There is a full set of power armor uh, somebody's making. We know one of our uh, cosplay friends is making a giant full-size uh, power armor set for yeah. uh, Amicon. Coming well, up. It's I'm on about be the Brotherhood about of Steel. Seven yes. out. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, this wait, guy was at Amicon cool. and he was dressed as Predator. Ooh. Yeah, he was really I was, about, uh, I was about to say, I want you to go as T-Rex next year. Uh, just go as a T-Rex, that would make my day. But <laughs> there's only tiny arms, I wouldn't be able to do anything. It'd be great with the controllers off. Yep. <laughs> it's more of a velociraptor. You only need two fingers to play a controller. Yes. This is true. Just a thumb and a forefinger. 
That's that, all. That's the <laughs> <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, clap you. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, oh. that's happy right. ukulele. <laughs> get a tiny pair of those little symbols. Just oh, go as Raptor Jesus. That would be great. Yes, <laughs> excellent. Velociraptor Jesus, surely. No, no, it's just Raptor Jesus. Velociraptor Jesus. That would be even better. Yeah. Velociraptor Jesus. Velociraptor. No, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's Velociraptor, but it's Raptor Jesus. That's the character. <laughs> Oh, man. There was some really good cosplay. There was the the predator guy who had to take his head off eventually because like need to breathe. Yes, he will be coming again this year. We're not sure what as yet. There was a guy sack boy, which was really good. Sack oh, boy, um, yeah, Briss, uh, Matthew Breeze. Yeah, he Breeze. won uh, last year with that cosplay. It was mm. really, really, really good. It was really it was well, good. well, well. It made. is worth noting that the sack boy cosplay was hand knitted by mm. Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's beautiful. It was with big ropes. <laughs> it was big brown and knitted. It had a zip bit on the front. Loads of bags. And a, and a headpiece as well. Yeah, it was really He's amazing. Yeah, he won uh, Masquerade actually two years in a row, uh, Nemecon one and Nemecon two, just because he is very, very good at making good cosplay. He did the guy from um, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. Yes, yes, What's yes, the yeah. guy called? Eddie Riggs. Eddie Riggs, awesome. and then he did Sackboy. Yes. yes. And this year he did Eddie Riggs Sackboy. If you looked. Yes. He uh, was wearing oh. the Eddie Riggs. <laughs> that explains holding the, up a sign hair. saying. Oh. Uh, Yo, I heard you like cosplay, so yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's one of these things. It's one of these things. He's like, my imagination ran out after two amazing years. Just put them together. Just put the jacket on. It I'm was brilliant. Done. No, I was really chuffed to see all the entries for the masquerade and skit this year. We've had some really, really good cosplay. Yeah, the standard just grows upon you. The Samus was amazing with a yeah. full Samus yes. suit. Was well cool. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Oh, the, the cosplay masquerade and the lolly fashion show and the skit thing were really helped by the fact you had a massive catwalk coming out of the yes. stage yes. as well. Yeah. There's just so much room to do stuff. Yeah. It was very high. Yeah, it was huge. That was mostly for the benefit of the lollies because of their platform shoes and going downstairs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we had yeah. some uh, awkward issues with that. Yeah, I was also about to say that was also benefit to the creepy guys with the cameras watching yeah. the release no, of the <laughs> No, we, are, we, we have thought about that and, you know, going on about how Nemecon's yeah. a very friendly con and how we're very safe. We um, have actually spoken to the stewards and told them to keep an eye on people with cameras during yeah. the fashion show. Yeah. So if anyone tries it, they will find themselves being asked very nicely to delete the pictures and leave. Mm. That's not That's a challenge. Fine. No, no, no. That, <laughs> That's fine. We have, we have seen this out of the conventions yeah. and there, there, is, there is an awful lot of creepers you have to deal with which yes. which I, yes. I guess is a, a very tough thing especially for a 14 plus yeah. convention yes we've had uh, obviously not naming conventions but conventions that have ban lists of yeah. specific people we've had conventions that have had legal issues and involved getting lawyers to stop people getting in you yeah. know uh, it's so I, I think for your convention feeling so safe and so brilliant especially in Middlesbrough which isn't the safest of towns yeah. you've done an amazing job yes yeah I think that especially like the opening ceremony to welcome people in before that there was like two skits that went on first just people was yeah. not only focusing on it but it was a very welcoming game hey we're about to be nerdish as well just because we have a microphone doesn't mean we're not going to be massive nerds as well <laughs> yeah. relax people okay uh, I just want to kind of bring this back to because uh, I want to get an idea of how difficult it was for you guys sorting all of this out. What new things did you try this year? We tried lots of new things. So we tried the retro gaming. Fantastic success. Something we're going to build on year on year. Yeah. Um, you know, Nevercom will focus on gaming a bit more each year and we'll bring new things in. Uh, Chris Jones and Martin Wan, the martial artists, we had them in year one just doing a workshop for us. This year, as Harry's just said, 
their uh, opening Street Fighter demo was fantastic. It looked mm. really, really good. Did they dress as Ken and Ryu? They did indeed. Oh, yeah. that, and four. I like wish Ken I could have seen it though. They had the music, they had the sound effects. There was even a bit where the game sounded, you know, they had game sound effects. It paused, you had the sound of someone drinking and then going back into the game. <laughs> oh, it, it was beautiful. really clever. It was That was very done. clever. You know, and this, this is the sort of thing that I think we need to be aiming for, you know. Yeah. I've always wanted Nemecon to be able to stand on its own as a con in the UK, not compete with the other cons, but give people a reason to go to Nema and every other con in the UK. Yeah. That, that's the beautiful thing I feel about Nemecon's timing. Right, mm. you don't compete with other conventions. You are there. There are other conventions at other times in the year, which people go to. We go to, and yeah. Nemecon is perfectly timed, where it's not getting in the way of anybody, and you do your own thing perfectly. Yeah. Well, this is the thing we were very, very careful with when we chose when to run. We spent a good couple of months trawling the internet, looking at as many events in the UK as we could, working out a calendar of where they were, mm. and then looking for a space where we wouldn't be competing with anyone yeah. else. Yeah. The only event that runs around the same time as we do is LAC in London. Mm. Now, That's the other end of the country. London, mm -hmm. But B, you know, in our defence, the people that organise that actually started organising it when they knew when Nemecon ran. So we did get our time slot first. Mm -hmm. But you know, we looked at Kitto, we looked at Ame, we looked at all the other big cons in the UK, and we said to ourselves, right, we don't want to compete. We don't want to be seen as... Yeah. You know, the upstart new kids on the block. We want to be seen as a con that focuses on a different um, age group, focuses on a different way of doing things, and tries to stand on its own so that people who are familiar with Kitter can go to Kitter and have the Kitter experience. Yeah. But they can then come to Nema and not feel they're going to the same convention. They mm. don't feel they should choose one or the other. They come and they feel that, you know, they've had a completely different experience again. Oh, yeah. And Nima's great for those of us up north here because we've had a void for a long time. And Nima came along and said, we can start filling this now. There are nerds here too. You know, that, that's the best thing. There have been some really good new conventions, yourself included, which are counted still as yeah. new conventions. You know, Minami being the old. Oh, oh, old. <laughs> so and old. So, but there, there's so many upstarts. There's so many. Yes. And they're, they're all, there's loads coming from... Middlesbrough, Sunderland, Gateshead, yes. Newcastle, Manchester, and they're, they're 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 all really nice people as well. Yeah. You know, you've got exactly you've got yeah. you know Andy Tucky, you guys, you've got uh, well, we've got other Andy Tucky and, coming up. Yeah, and we've we've got all sorts of what? cool things coming on in the north, which is it feels so good for something which you know everybody hates how things land in the south and then work the way upwards. Yeah, mm. yep. I do have. Sorry, you going to say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I did just want to ask you, what? Uh, give us a sneak peek as to what you're looking to improve on or bring in for well, NEMA 2013. Mm. We're in talks with Martin and Chris. They are now rolling out a program of martial arts stage fighting workshops, which you know they are looking to do at other cons. They're looking to promote themselves. We may bring them back. That depends partly on uh, how our audience feel. I mean, yeah, we have had a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. People saying they'd love to see them again. You know, the guys are talking about maybe something a bit special in the opening <coughs> ceremony again. We don't know. Um, gaming will improve. We're looking at, basically, what we're looking at is year three, our third con, we saw as consolidation. Mm. We didn't want to do anything too new, too exciting. We kind of changed our panelists a bit. We added to the program. We introduced some 18-plus events, things like that. But the idea of it really was to consolidate what we did well. Um, so that we could look at using our fourth year, 2013, as almost a reboot. 
you know, we're looking to look at our programme and overhaul it. A lot of the familiar faces won't be at Nemacon 2014. Mm. There are people that we're not going to be offering tables to in various areas, dealers that we won't necessarily be inviting back because we want to change the way the dealer room works, we want to change the way our guest list looks. Obviously, we are going to have Greg back because the response to him was fantastic. Yeah. And I think, you know, given the relationship that we have with him, we'd be very silly not to. Yeah. But the other areas of the con, you know, the artists, the panels, things like that, there's so much more we can do and so much more that we want to add. Um, so hopefully we can make 2013 quite different to the years before. Excellent. See, That'll be good. We're looking good. forward to that. You know, one of the things I've always liked about Nemecon, because I, I didn't make it to this year, unfortunately, because... I've got uh, issues with my mum being ill, but the last two Nemecons have been really relaxing. You know, it's been mm. a very, very laid-back atmosphere at both conventions, unless you are staff. Obviously. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't going to say staff and golfers. But well, I mean, yeah, we we had issues this year. I'm yeah. not going to lie. There were things that happened backstage that the attendees won't have seen. Um, Which is the positive part. The absolutely, yes. As, as, as somebody that, that saw Bits and Bobs and, uh, you know, as we attend an awful lot of conventions, it's all down to what the attendees see. And the attendees got an overall positive outcome with the whole convention, which is absolutely amazing. Right, I think we've got an interview with Tucky now. And yeah, yeah uh, it's just Tucky Tuck Downey yes. was there selling the merchandise at the uh, room. Uh, who obviously is the guy in charge of uh, SonyCon uh, with, yes. with a couple of, you know, Northern Con prides oh, we've yes. got going on, obviously, with Nebacon, SonyCon, and Anime Attacks, which is coming up, which we'll get a little bit of an announcement about after SonyCon. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, when we come back, we'll be announcing the results of the competition. Ooh, stay Ooh. tuned. Watch your brain. Who else is there? Send it in and see if you could win. It's the Geek Show interview with Tucky. Hi. I'm Tucky's Anime and Sonicon. Hi all. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going great. Very humid. <laughs> yeah, we have got a bit of that. There's a lot of people in a small space. It's a difficult part. Uh, been going well for you today, though? It's been going good. Can't complain. Good stuff. <laughs> Anything new at Tucky's Anime? Um, not really. <laughs> it's We are looking to expand uh, our range at the moment. We're looking more into getting Sailor Moon and uh, maybe some Pantheon stock and more Tiger and Bunny. Um, but it's, it's really hard because we see these shows, they're released out in Japan and they get this huge fan base in the West. And then we as dealers were stuck waiting for our distributors to get them in, like the products in for a, for a West Coast release. Well, it's a West Coast, let's say a Western Hemisphere release. And um, we'll, we'll just hope that they'll start, they'll start releasing things a lot more earlier. In the case of like things like Fairy Tale, I've actually waited two years for them to actually bring products out in the West. Jesus! And it's uh, it's one of those people came up to us and went, "Oh, can you can you get Fairy Tale?" And I'm like, "I wanted to, but I can't." God. <laughs> and we just end up in this babbling mess on the floor, crying because we can't get Fairy Tale stuff. It's it's same Miku Hatsune pushers as well. I've been looking all over for official ones, and they've just released them, and mine are currently stuck at customs. What? Vocaloid's been like cosplayed and popular over here for like two years already. Yeah, was... and we're, we're just getting the official plushies out. Oh. And it, 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 it's, it's annoying because I say fake plushies and um, we've got one of our regular customers, Matt, who's got a little, it's like about two inches big plushie and it's a fake and it's horrible. <laughs> and he's, he, he's, he, he always like for his eyes, like, ah, little Hachuni. <laughs> 
<laughs> look at it and say, yes, it's a fake, and we know it. <laughs> it is the thing that when you look at the official merchandise, you go, see what happens when you have a proper manufacturer. It is. Uh, like I say this Hatchuni, it's like, it's a bit of felt as a leak. And you look at the, the new plushie, it's, uh, it's like about four times the size, and the leak's actually plush. It's, it's fitted with, uh, like, proper cotton wool, not medical waste or whatever they use in the fakes. <laughs> uh, so, SunnyCon 2. Yes. Is there anything I can ask you about it? Well, since, we, since we're this... We're looking forward to it. Want to go? Yes, yeah, since this is going to be out next week, we may as well um, announce here two guests that we're going to announce straight off, uh, Vic Mignana and Ginny McQueen. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, now, I know Vic Mignana from Full Metal Alchemist... Ichigo, coming from Bleach. Yeah, Ikaku. He's, 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 yeah, Ikaku. <laughs> I'm tired too. Uh, Ikaku and Bleach. He's in a lot of stuff. What's um, Ginny from? Ginny, uh, she's an international cosplay star. She's huge in America. 25,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah, she, she does our, um, our online blogs and video uh, cosplay tips. Recently, she's done one uh, cosplay with boobies. Which, uh, which is, uh, went down great with the fans. And we're, we're really looking forward to having her over. But she doesn't really get to see our UK fans much. So we we'll hope that will um, we'll make her feel welcome. Awesome. Uh, SunnyCon's changing its venue for this, uh, this time. Yes. Um, Crowtree was initially our first choice venue in the smack dab in the centre of Sunderland. But due to um, political issues, should we say, we're, we're not allowed to host it there because we can't actually guarantee the venue will stay open. Ah. So from that, we had a search for a new venue, and right next to the seafront at Seaburn, we've got the Seaburn Centre, which is basically the same sort of layout as Crowtree. So it looked familiar with like the curtains around, but instead of being blue, they're going to be red. And it's a, it's a, it's a much larger venue. Uh, I think for the first one come, we got given 1,000 places. For this one, we've got 2,000. Nice. So a much bigger area, hopefully a lot more traders, few food stalls in, and a lot, a lot like just a bigger experience all around, which is basically what we promised at the end of Sunny Gone One, bigger and better. Awesome. So any idea on when tickets will be going up to Sunny Gone 2? We're hoping for a week after we announce the guest. So it's, it's not this week as I'm speaking in the future, it's the week after. So a fortnight from where we are, a week from where the listeners are. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. We're trying to do a website relaunch at the moment. It's just getting everything put in for that. Ah, I see. I, I, I can say ticket prices. We are looking at uh, £10 for under-12s, £25 for normal ticket entry, £30 for fast track, but with fast track, you also get a T-shirt. All right, cool. Would you have any survival tips for attending a convention? Um, go in with a smile. It always, it always helps. You go, you go in with a smile, and you, if, as long as you can hold that smile... You sorted. It's, uh, most people say, like, oh, I'm run down, uh, but no, a smile's the best thing you can do at a convention. That and lots of energy drinks. Yeah. Try, try and mix Mountain Dew, Red Bull, you know, cocktail your sugars. Whoever decided that should be a tea, free tea thing over there is a genius. Yes. It's, it's helped so goddamn much. It's, 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 not, it's not just tea, they've got the coffees and energy drinks. <laughs> I've never been at a convention where they've offered free energy drinks. I was, I woke up this morning, I came in all like, ooh, it's a Sunday, and I'm not really a Sunday person. And they said free energy drinks, and six uh, six cans later, within about ten minutes, I'm I'm up and going. Ooh, you're going to have a con hangover after this. Right, it's either con hangover or diabetes. I'm not quite sure <laughs> what I'm, I'm going to end up with yet. Some say they're one and the same, <laughs> or at least related causes. 
I can imagine sitting at the doctor's office, it's a con hangover, no sir, it's diabetes. No, I'm telling you, it's a con hangover. No, it's type 2 diabetes, sir, you need help. Oh, My so GP's going to love me. Con flu, the type 3 diabetes. Oh, God. Uh, it's been awesome talking to you, Chucky, as usual. Been awesome talking as well. I will see you later, man. Bye. Good day, I'm Graham Stark. And I'm Kathleen DeVere. We're from Internet Comedy Powerhouse, Loading Ready Run. And if you are listening to the radio expecting to hear about butts, you are listening to the wrong show. This is The Geek Show, which is much cooler but has far fewer behinds. You're looking for The Butt Show. It's on the other side. And as always on uh, 106.5 FM, The Butt Show. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Only in Middlesbrough. Yes. Not so competitive. What was that line from The Simpsons? Hi, I'm Dr. Cheeks. I'm just doing my rounds, but I'm a little behind. Uh, okay, okay, brilliantly. Yeah. <laughs> right, we do have a winner. We yes. do? Yes. Uh, and then picked out the hat. Uh, what do they win? They win a free ticket to Nemecon 2013. You've got yes. the dates and everything. When we is do have the, the dates. dates. It's the 22nd and the 23rd of June next year. Awesome. Tickets are £22 from the website, including postage. So there's no additional postage and packing this year. That's cool. Yes. Uh, can you just... Read out the guests, just so people know who they are. Right, the guests that you're looking for that we wanted were Greg Ayres, obviously, Akemi Soloway, Sonia Leong, Destiny Blue, also known as Alice, uh, Chi Kutsuada, I hope I pronounced that right, Chi Chi Kutsuada, Ruth Keach, Jenica Iofreda, Iofreda. Nana Bim, also known as Louise Ho, Sapphira Lu, Agnieszka, Chris Jones and Martin won. Lots of you missed out Martin. Yes. Angela Hackett and Kimono Time, also known as Kelsey Ellison. Yes. What about uh, Casey Mongillo, was it? Mongillo? Casey doesn't count because he wasn't able to make it to the con this year. Right. So, so it's a curveball. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just curveballed the microphone (laughs) across the studio. Yes. Anyway... (laughs) We do have a winner. We do, and the winner is Beth White. Yes, Woo! congratulations, Beth. If you can get your email, uh, your address, sorry, email to the guys at the uh, Geek yep. Show. We'll, Studio we'll, at thegeekshow.co.uk. We'll drop they, you an email now just to tell you if you won, if you're not listening. Poor you, if you're not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> listening again. She may have gone to the toilet. And um, we'll we get know. that into the, the post for you as soon as we can. Yes. yes. Congratulations and commiserations to everyone who tried. You'll have to go buy them with money. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure these guys will try and talk us into doing another show. So, Of course. We, we would love you like back you before, yes, before, before Nemecon next year. We want you in. Ah. Tell us all about it. And the, 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 A proper Nemecon pre-show. Whether, whether, whether there's things you know, that have been announced or not, but I, I hear there's things going on possibly before Nemocon next yes. year. Okay. Yes, yes. We, Interesting. we do have some things that we're looking to do. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll be looking with some lo- working with some local businesses. Um, we've been asked to do something with Animex. Ooh, that's so always good. That's we love Animex. Yes. Um, I'm afraid that's probably going to fall mostly on Dave's shoulders. <laughs> Enjoy that, Dave. <laughs> yes. Oh, I-, I love it, yeah. That's w- going to be wh- fun. What's happening, James? So I know I've not been told this yet. <laughs> <laughs> Organisation. It's, yes. uh, the reason you've not been told, Dave, is because it's in very early planning stages. We'll get there eventually. Because it's a surprise. Here is some admin. <laughs> Surprise admin work. Right. 
But yeah, obviously, uh, if, if you want to listen to this show, it will be going up for download on thegeekshow.co.uk or the yes. Animex special, hint, hint, prod, prod, is also on the website on thegeekshow.co.uk. Yeah, if you'd like some more information on what Animex is, you can find it all there. Yes. yes. More mm. games, loads of games. Well, you can find all our specials under the specials. Under the special specials, yes. there's Just a go button. Just to downloads, drop down menu, has specials, and you'll find all of them there. Including the last two Nemacon specials. We are winners yes. of the Nemacon Perfect Attendance Award. Yeah. I think you will Yay. find. This is good. Yay. I you, thought that was me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get it. Your, your staff, you don't count. You were at this Nemacon. <laughs> me too, me Could you too. find me? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's an idea for a competition for next year. <laughs> we, we put up a picture of Nemecon attendees and put which one's James. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Where's Jamesy? It's, like it's really morning. worrying actually. People are starting to say hello to me as I walk through Middlesbrough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> nice. It's not good. <laughs> friendship. <laughs> friendship isn't good now, is it, James? Stop no, friendship shit. is magic. Apparently, friendship <laughs> is magic. <laughs> oh, oh kill me. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yes. My. But it's been lovely having you on the show. Uh, looking forward to Nemecon 2013. I had a great time yes. at Nemecon 2012. Yes. Thank you. So, well, we uh, are hoping that by starting admin this early and getting things the ball rolling this early this year, uh, we are hoping that we can make Nemecon 2013 a little smoother and a little more relaxing for our staff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Um, you know, we will see you next year. We, we'd love to be involved. Uh, you're absolutely awesome guys thank you for being sports and coming down yes. thank you for having, thank us. You for having us yes so I, I, I think uh, last thing to mention is Anime Attacks uh, just on announcements for everybody um, Anime Attacks is in Gateshead at the library uh, at the central library on the 13th Friday the 13th bad omens is 8-bit ice cream at Anime Attacks and then during the day all the way Saturday there's going to be loads of cool stuff going on Check it out. We will be linking up on the Geek Show website and on the Ape Ice Cream website. Yeah, we will be at Anime Attacks. You'll find us doing a live table. You can see us doing stuff. Say hi to us and stuff. We'll be on the main stage yes. bothering you for two hours on Yay. the go. Hell yes. yeah. Which will be really good. But any more announcements? Well, Anime Attacks, if you want to find out more about them, they do not have a website, but they do have a Facebook page. So search for them on Facebook and find them there if you want to get the lowdown on what's happening. And yes. we'll, we'll be linking that up on our site as well because we're... People can't find it on the website, so we'll we'll help out. Yes. But, but from myself, Phil. From me, Rob. Me, Harry. And from the Nemecon team, that's me, James. Me, Dave. Me, Sam. <laughs> and the silent one. In the, in the background. background. And the one with pink hair who does not talk. <laughs> we will see you guys this Monday, next Monday, every Monday, uh, 6 till 8 on 104.5 FM and thegeekshow.co.uk. Yes. Are we back next week? No, we're taking a week off. We're coming it, back. Today this is, is our series. End of our series four. Oh, this is series and four. Watch out because we are coming up on our hundredth episode as well. Series five, big announcements, big stuff going on, yes. big prizes, all sorts of stuff. Not next week, the week after on one hundred four point five FM and the UK. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.